Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to an episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident muscle, as always, Ian Cusick. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? Doing good. Uh, just it's a normal day here. Uh, it's not Thursday, actually. We're recording this on Friday. Yeah, so we're recording on a Friday, which uh, you'll see later on actually is a good thing because uh, some events have happened today that have been interesting. But yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, there were some scheduling conflicts with Thursday night, so we had to do it on Friday. Nichols Rugby is the scheduling conflict he's referring, but yes, it is. Is what it is. That, that Shout is out Nichols Rugby. Shout out Nichols Rugby for uh, being a little disorganized to start the year, but it's no big deal. Um, so big, big, big piece of MLB news. We finally got one of the big free agents to uh, that have finally signed Manny Machado heading to the San Diego Padres on a ten-year. $300 million deal. This is the biggest, like, straight-up contract, not an extension like Stanton, but this is the biggest straight-up contract in North American sports history. How do you think about that, Bryce? Yeah, I... It won't be for long. Um, but I am... Um, I See, I want to start with this, because there's a lot I want to talk about with this. Um, did he deserve this deal? Uh, maybe it, we're gonna see. I guess. Um, ten years is a very long time. <laughs> um, three hundred million is a lot of money. For and I really see it as like giving a player like Machado, who um, there's questions about his passion for the game. I don't. It's risky, but I understand why the Padres would want to do it. Yeah, he's a generational talent, obviously, so I think he's, in terms of talent, he's worth the money, but at the same time, like you said, his passion, um, it's, it's kind of tough to gauge someone's passion for a sport in terms of dollars. Well. So like yes, but I feel like him coming out in the postseason and just saying like nah hustling ain't for me is like what? yeah not hustling in the postseason is kind of a big deal. Not I mean Jesus I mean another thing this is probably the smartest thing Machado could have done because until Harper gets his what he wants this is the biggest deal ever in any in any North American sport. This is he go he gets to go to a market that. <laughs> He really, he can just, he don't, it doesn't matter. Like, he can not hustle in that market. That's true. San Diego does not care about baseball. Because, like, think about it. Like, the, I would, I'll throw up three teams, like, the three teams that were thrown in the rumors, like, a lot. The White Sox, the Phillies, and Yankees. In Philadelphia, if you're not hustling, they're going to get on your ass for it. Absolutely. Chicago, you already know. And I, I really do think New York sports oh, the media, Yankees, they oh my God, the, the first time he's not hustling down the first baseline. Oh my God, they did it to Gary Sanchez. He's been a Yankee all his life. Yeah, 
imagine they're not, they're not going to accept that from a newcomer that's making all that money. No, New York, no, New York is very passionate about all their sports, so you're not going to get away with much. Um, and so the White Sox, who I thought were absolutely going to get Machado, I thought that was absolutely what was going to happen. The White Sox um, made a lot of sense. It it did, you know. They signed like all of his friends. They pretty gave, sure they, they offered him a huge him, deal. They? I th- believe they did. Yeah. yeah, and they gave him a lot of money. But San Diego just is was the best place for him, and I think he knew that. So yeah, uh, a little financial tidbit that I learned uh, rather recently about uh, California. Uh, most of his contract is a it comes from signing bonuses. And apparently, with like how California tax systems work, signing bonuses are either tax exempt or like very limited on the taxes, which I found very interesting. So, like a lot of that contract, he's keeping a good amount of at least for the first few years. Well, yeah, it's obviously worked out that way. Yeah, based on state law. So you mentioned Bryce Harper earlier. And obviously, yeah. he remains unsigned. What do you, what impact do you think Manny Machado signing? What impact do you think that has on Harper's future as a free agent? Well, I've read um, he's turned down three hundred million dollar offers, so he he wants the title, biggest contract in ever in the history of ever. So he's either getting a he's getting anywhere from a three hundred one million dollar deal to. I would say even you can maybe even say three fifty. Three fifty, I would cap it at. That seems high. Realistically, but... I would cap three fifty, but I would not be surprised if he would get upwards of maybe even the three seventy marks. But I think that's pushing. Mm, I don't think so. I, I he's think... going to get the biggest contract in baseball he is. history easily. He is. Um. To who? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I said the Phillies. I still believe the Phillies are going to get him, but. That's just me. Um, but this is how the effect is that Boris and Harper now have a line. Like, you know, they see, all right, Machado's getting 300 mil. We're going to get higher. You know, that's just how it's going to be. He does deserve I think Harper does deserve a bigger contract than Machado. But, um, yeah, I mean, now they know the number they got to hit. Yeah, and, you know, knowing Scott Boris, we've talked about him on the show a couple times. He's ruthless. He knows how to get money he'll out get of what he wants. He'll get what he wants. Yeah, he'll get what he wants. So, uh, now that we have a, a number for Machado, like you said, that, that serves as a baseline for Scott Boris, and he'll he'll get that money out of somebody. Easily. I mean, I think I he called, I think the only team not in running right now well, I guess the only team he's they're not looking at at all is the Nationals. So, realistically, I mean, that money can come from anywhere. Honestly, the, just about. The Nationals, he's not, the only thing we know, almost for sure, is he's not going back to D.C. And I think we knew that we, we at knew the end that of the season. The start, but... We knew that at the end of September. Like, yeah, that, no, yeah we, we knew that a long time ago. So, it's not really news. Now, I did see um, one thing about the Machado signing that kind of bothered me um, was the reaction of the uh, the Yankee fan base. 
Um, so uh, why don't why don't you tell us about that? Because obviously I don't keep up too much with Yankees Twitter. That's more your thing. You're lying, number one. But well, we gonna we gonna glance over that the, that blatant lie. I, I um, don't keep up with Yankees Twitter. I I try not to keep up with Boston Twitter either because most of them are fucking assholes. <laughs> Listen, they are, a lot of them are like oh. Cashman's cheaping out, blah blah blah. I'm like, it. It just bothers me. It's like we don't. We got what we needed. The Yankees had a good off season. That is just facts. Machado, Harp, minus Machado, Harper. Neither none of them come. That's, that's a good off season. We had a good off season. Yeah, you guys like, had a solid off season. Got a Adam. We added bullpen, which is ridiculous. Like I still cannot believe I I, I didn't see anyone talking about Adovino potentially going to the Yankees. Everyone was saying he was going to go to Boston. And I really want him in Boston, and then next thing you know, that's the thing. That's like that's like the best thing we did all off season was the biggest addition the Red Sox made was the Yankees not getting Machado. Like that's the biggest addition they made. Well, we didn't make any like major. We didn't make any. You just resigned people. We re-signed. You didn't really. We just didn't. We didn't need to like sign anybody. We just needed to like. Well, we need bullpen, obviously, but you didn't get any though. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm guess. My guess is we're develop. We're trying to bring up bullpen arms from the minor leagues. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. Hey, man. Good luck, Charlie. Right. <laughs> Good luck, Charlie. You know, we got a uh, we got a couple young guys in the in the system. They're not top one hundred prospects or anything, but uh, I mean, I, this is a thing that a lot of people do. Um, young doesn't mean good. That's also true. I mean, they they there's one guy that just got drafted, so he's probably not going to be in. The, he's probably not going to get called up this year. Maybe he'll be like an August or September call up just for the hell of it. But um, he just got drafted this past June, so I could see him. Probably just chilling in Pawtucket or Worcester or wherever the hell the minor league team's going to be this year for AAA. Um, I could definitely see him in the future becoming really good. He's hitting like 101 over at TCU. So uh, that that's going to be a very nice thing if that transitions well to the majors. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, the major league bullpen's <laughs> a little concerning right now, but... A little, it's... I mean, right, well, we, we need a closer. Get me a closer, and I'll be a little more uh, comfortable with it. Kimbrel probably not coming back. Um, that's that's where I'm. That's something else I'm really interested in. Is Kimbrel going to sign with the Red Sox? Is he going to sign with the Braves? Is he going to go elsewhere? I doubt he goes back at this point. I feel like if he was going to go back, he would have already. Honestly. Yeah, I understand but. that, but I mean, it's spring training, and uh, he, he hasn't signed yet, so I don't know. I think, um, but yeah, back to the Yankee fan base. Oh yeah, we were um, on that at starting, didn't we? You got the um, the people that are like, "Damn, what a failure this off season was!" Blah blah blah. It's like, well, we stole bullpen from our rival that needed it. Now we have probably the best bullpen in baseball by a pretty mm. big margin. It's up there. Yeah, They're I don't know great. if I'd say that yet. I think that's pushing it a bit. I mean, Adovino's a really good arm and all. But I, I mean, mean, we got people back that are very talented. We're gonna get Montgomery back. We're gonna get. We got the big maple. He's you did get solid. the big maple. I'll I'll give you guys that. That was a really good signing too. No, that was a trade. But oh, that's right. You did trade for him. Did yeah? Um, you traded a bunch of prospects for Paxton, didn't you? Yeah, we gave up prospects, but that's okay. We needed Paxton like bad. That's fair. That's fair. 
I really I I like how I like the Yankees offseason. I think we added people that will help. I mean, we lost McCutcheon, but McCutcheon got a huge McCutcheon's, deal. From, McCutcheon's kind of old, anyways. It's not like he got a huge deal for no reason, though. So he can he can have that money. Yeah. Um. <coughs> yeah, I really like how the Yankees offseason went. Even if we didn't get Machado or Harper, like, I I understand that you know we're we're the Yankees. We're you know we have a high expectation when it comes to. Who, how our free agency goes, and I understand to some people that not getting the highest market uh, is is a pro is like you know it's like damn really bro, but I wouldn't worry too much. I think we I think we're gonna gel better this year. I think Boone, I I mean I don't I don't like Boone, but I gotta trust him. He didn't get fired, so he's still there. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, I feel like he probably uh, he's you get people forget even though he didn't win the division, you guys still won like what 101, 102 games this year or something like that. It was 100. Oh, just 100 on the dot. Yeah. Yeah, like how 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 do you get fired after how would you get fired after winning 100 games in an AL East that's actually gotten pretty good for the top 3? I mean, I got to give him some credit cuz they won 100 games basically without Gary Sanchez. And Judge missing time, and the the pitching being a little spotty at times. Like we still won a hundred games. I mean, I just got. I I guess we just gotta trust him until he leaves. I didn't like how he absolutely collapsed in October last year, but that doesn't have to be a trend, you know. That's just the first time. Yeah, that's it's. I mean, I, I wouldn't be too concerned if I were you. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, anyway, since you were, you pretty much commented on how you thought about the Yankees offseason, I might as well comment on the Red Sox just for consistency's sake. But to be honest, there hasn't been much. Um, just signings. We literally only had to re-sign Avaldi, a couple other guys. But Avaldi was the big headliner because. It's not good though. Listen, I'm gonna say this about the Evaldi and the Price stuff. A couple good games in the playoffs don't make you good. Well, I, Nathan Evaldi was lights out in the regular season too. He, he was had, good. He had some. He had a very good regular season with Boston. Price, he had a good, not great season. But I mean, after that postseason, those last three starts where he won all three of them, just. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you wouldn't throw the bag at Nick Foles. I'm just saying. No, we wouldn't throw. Well, why would you throw the bag at Nick Foles when you got Tom Brady? It's not the point. That wasn't the point I was making. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see where Nick Foles has anything to do with this. Nick Foles is a playoff hero, but that don't make him someone you would pay big Nick bucks Foles, for. That's that's irrelevant because Nick Foles is getting the bag this off season or next off season, whether Philly. Can that's because teams are desperate. Teams are. That's desperate. not because he's. We good. were desperate that's at the time with David Price. All right, man. I don't know about that. You could you could have maybe started. Well, actually, I mean, no, you couldn't have because you're. Your cap is ridiculously drained at this point with bad deals. So, yeah, I was gonna say maybe you could have went after Corbin, but <laughs> that wasn't realistic. It's it's yeah, that's it, some not ideal. Con I don't know if throwing thirty million dollars at Price was the best idea, 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. In hindsight, it could have been a lot worse. But um, another big signing. We got Steve Pierce uh, back for a few more years. Like I said, went through the bag in Nick Foles, man. Hey, World Series MVP. We're not just gonna let him go. We're not just gonna cut him loose like that. Uh, listen, Eli Manning's won two Super Bowl MVPs. That don't make him good at football. Jeez, man, you're even shitting on your own team to make a point. All right. Um. Nah, Steve Pierce, he's a solid player, and I like what Cora sees in him. I like how how uh, if we're playing a left-handed pitcher, he'll put Steve Pierce in. If he plays a right-handed pitcher, we'll put in Moreland. Uh, it's just it's a lot of analytic stuff. He's just playing the matchups, and I like to think it worked out pretty well for him. But uh, for now, we'll 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 see how that works out. I mean, Pierce I'm is just, thirty-five. Like, that's another thing you got to think of too. Like Machado's getting three hundred million dollars, but like. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Machado's getting three hundred million dollars, but you had Steve Pierce and Lou Voigt absolutely on fire, and they're not getting close to that. Well, so, uh, I think Voigt's going to get a big contract in the future because he's still pretty young, isn't he? I don't remember how old he is off the top of my head. Luke Voigt, he he's, he's a younger guy. Um, Voigt is. Well, Steve oh, Pierce Voigt's twenty eight, so he's in the middle of his career, I'd say. Well, Steve Pierce has been around. I think Steve, Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce has been around old. since like 2006 or think, something like that. He's I think he's played it for every AL East team. He has, yeah. So yeah, he's not never getting the bag. Nah, he, his time's up, but I think he's happy with where things are going, anyways. I don't know. I still wouldn't say y'all got a clear first baseman because Mitch Moreland's absolutely terrible. Nah, um, Moreland's not terrible. He's a good fielder, but can't hit. That's the problem. Can't hit. He batted like 280 this off. He batted like 280 this season. Oh no, never mind. No, he he's a all right. His average isn't great, but when he makes contact with the ball, he can he can fucking launch it. I mean, isn't that every MLB player? Well, I, I wish he'd be cons- he'd be a little more consistently as a hitter, but if he could hit, Steve Pierce wouldn't even be wouldn't even be a name you know. That's all I'm saying. If he could consistently, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Steve Pierce won't be there. That that's not necessarily true. We need a catcher too, by the way. Nah, nah. You know, I I, there's all right. None of our catchers are are spot out players. You know, it's no one that you write home about. But again, it's like Cora. He likes that catcher rotation. All the pitchers they have like a particular catcher that they like having catch for them. So yeah, we'll keep three catchers on the roster, and they'll just be like a rotation based on who's pitching that day. That's another analytical thing, like Cora says. You know, there are certain catchers who maybe Sale likes. I think Sale uses like Sandy Leone. Price will use Vasquez. Porcello will use Leone, and then like Stephen Wright will use like Blake Swihart or something like that. Just depending on, it just depends on a lot of things. So I understand why we're doing that. Why you have like a, it's like a catcher by committee, like the running back by committee in football. That's. I mean, I don't know, man. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a good catcher. Oh, that's I not understand. Rotation does just... rotation does help because because it keeps most of the catchers fresh on most days. Yeah, I'd rather have a consistent one. And I understand that. There's there's definitely two different ways to look at that. But um, I I probably would also say I agree with you. I'd probably rather have one consistent catcher who's like like a JT Real Muto or something like that. Yeah, Real Muto. Was, but at the same time, a Philly. Yeah, that's. We don't even need to go in about that yet, but um, I what the Red Sox do with their catchers works, so I can't complain too much about that. I don't know. I personally, I think 
The AL East is going to be interesting. There might be three playoff teams at <laughs> the AL East this year. Really? Uh, that's extremely possible. Uh, it's The last wildcard spot's going to come down to the A's or the Rays, probably. Just like last year. A's and the Rays. Well, last year was kind of A's Mariners more. I mean, the Rays finished, what, two games out of a wildcard spot last year? Yeah, but they were like, they, it took them forever to get going, though. That was I know, problem. but now that they're getting going, uh, they're going to be sneaky. I, yeah, I expect they might be a playoff team they this could. year. AL, AL East is going to be very fun to watch this year. Except the fucking Orioles. Yeah, well, we 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 don't we don't talk about them. Um, so, is there anything you else you really want to talk about baseball? Because we've been going about twenty minutes now with baseball. So uh, uh, I think I think we've I think we've talked about all we need to talk about for baseball. We can move on to all right. Something. Let's move on to uh, the NFL as the off season continues. Bryce, how about you? Uh, we get we got a plethora of things to talk about, so I'll let you choose what to start with with uh, football. I want to start with Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ooh, the Steelers. Bell. We got a couple things I want to talk the, about him. The Steelers announced that Le'Veon Bell uh, is going to be free to go wherever he wants. They're not going to tag him again. He can leave. So, who do you think the best fit would be for him out of the realistic options? All right. Realistic options. There's two realistic options in my eyes. And they're also the two teams with the most cap space in the NFL. My number one option is the Colts. Because they don't mm. have like a bona fide number one running back. They've got like Marlon Mack, they've got a couple other guys, but like They got Hines and Mack, who are both good. They're both but... good, but like Le'Veon Bell, generational talent. Bell. Uh, they've also got like a hundred million dollars in cap space. They've got a young offensive line that's super good. I think that move makes a lot of sense. Lit Bell has expressed that he wants to go there, not directly, but on Instagram. You always see him commenting on the Colts posts, just seeing things like that. I think the move there makes a lot of sense. Uh, another one I've mentioned in the past is the Jets. Um, you know they don't have a good offensive line. They're just in desperate need of offense. Bell can give that spark to an offense. Um, the offensive line, like I said, needs a lot of work, but you also have $90 million in cap space to get Bell and then invest in an offensive line. Uh, there's some good offensive line talent in this year's draft. So uh, I could definitely see the Jets going that route, but um, I would say my top choice is probably the Colts. I mean, personally, I got to agree. I think Indy makes the most sense. I think Indy, they have the money to do it. They already have the offensive line. They they really Indy's gonna. I think once it's all said and done, next couple of years, Indy and KC are gonna be the teams that are gonna be you know running the AFC potentially. Yeah. Um, because Luck is you know Luck came back this year and looked as good as he's ever been. That O line for the first time in Luck's career, he has an O line. Yes, very true. Um, if they get Bell. You know, they already have very... They I think they need one more weapon other than a running back. Because, um, really, the only targets they have are, like... T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle. No, Jack oh, Doyle no. doesn't even start. Oh, no. Eric, no, not Jack Doyle. Um, Eric Ebron, shit. Yeah, Ebron and Hilton are the only, like, guys that are, like, big-time threats, I guess. I mean, Ebron's kind of just getting there. Yeah, Ebron just so, kind of came out of nowhere this season. So, I mean, adding Bell helps. I think they need one more guy on the outside. Maybe Demarius Thomas. Who knows? Uh, Thomas would um, be a pretty interesting fit. Um, th- if they get Thomas and Bell, man, that's going to be 
And that defense is also the, that's the thing about the entire Colts. They're pretty young. Oh yeah, no, you got. Uh, like, we already touched with the offense a lot. That defense, you got Darius Leonard, the rookie of the year. Um, you got Malik Hooker back at free safety. That's just great. That's his second year, I think. Yeah, it's his second year, but this was his first full season. Yeah. So I mean, that defense is. You got Patriots be good. legend Jabal Sheard just chilling there. Um, he, he's not really a Patriots legend, by the way. He was kind of mid here, but um. Anyways, yeah, no, that Colts team, if you get Bell, you got easily a top-five offense in the NFL. You've got a young defense that is going to get better. I think they're probably going to – I would say they probably want to focus on defense in the draft, maybe go for a wide receiver early if they want to do like what you said, get one last weapon on offense and just make it a lethal offense. But um, – yeah, I think if they can get Bell in free agency, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to really help that out a lot. I don't – for the Jets, though, I mean, obviously, the only thing they really got is the money, and they don't even have as much money as the Colts, so – That's true, but it depends and on – I situation. guess it depends on – because Bell, Bell's pretty clear that, like, he just wants money. He he doesn't really care as much about – Well, he wants the money he deserves. It's not all about the money. He wants to be paid how he feels fit. That's yeah, but his, that's I mean, what his well, thing is. He probably time, won't get the contract he wants, but you know, I I think I think if the Colts are really about it, they're going to give him the contract he wants. I think they should. Honestly, makes sense. I mean, Bell turned down fifteen mil a year from Pittsburgh, so someone's going to shell out some money for him, and uh, it's going to be fun. Another uh, another NFL event. So Eric Reed and Kaepernick's case against the NFL has been settled. They've yes. been paid. Did it say how much um, they settled for? A lot. I don't know uh, the exact yeah, was... number, but it was. I think it was. I don't know, sixty to eighty million in that range. Yeah, something like that. Um, um, I mean, to me, I, I'm good for them. To me, it says that they absolutely were colluding. Um, I think once I think honestly I think they won their case once the Bills trotted out. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, Nathan which Peterman. One? Oh, Peterman. One. Yeah, yeah. Which one? That says uh, a lot about the Bills. The Bills, Bills trotted out a couple <laughs> of uh, really not good quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I think once uh, they saw Jeff Driscoll getting starts, it was like all right, time they time to pay up. Yeah. I mean, seeing Peterman's on the Raiders right now, so just thinking that even that Nathan Peterman got a contract offer, I don't care how yeah. much it is. Because, I mean, it's... I'm sure Peterman's getting, like, $500,000 out of this, which is absurd to think about, but regardless. Not worth that, but... He, he, Nathan Peterman's on a team right now. Kaepernick's better than Peterman. I don't think you need us to tell you that. It, it should go without saying that. Even though he hasn't played football in two years, Colin Kaepernick is a better quarterback than Nathan Peterman. So, hey, good for him. Good for them for uh, settling their case. Um, I don't know if Kaepernick's ever going to play professional football again. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I just... I, it's it's hard to think about because uh, I know the AAF offered him a contract and he turned that down. 
I don't know. I don't think he cares about the AAF. I think he's he either is he, he either wants to play NFL ball again or he just doesn't want to play again. I think those are the only two things for him at this point. Yeah, that's probably that's probably it. To be honest, I mean this this was a very long going thing. This started like 2016. I think it was early 2017. I thought it was no, because he started kneeling in 2016, and I thought he officially filed the lawsuit. That's that's kind of what I I was. That's what I was going off of. Okay, yeah. Um. Well, yeah, because he's still on a team, obviously, when he was kneeling, and then the 49ers didn't resign him, and the then this when the collusion case started. But, well, I think it's important to remember that Kaepernick turned down the extension from the 49ers. Honestly, I don't blame him. But the 49ers are actually kind of going to be nice. 49ers, maybe. Actually, no. I was going to say maybe they have a shot at Bell, too, but I doubt it over the Colts. Nah, they're probably going to go for AB, but. Yeah, they'll probably try and trade for AB. Very good trade partner for them. That move makes a lot more sense. Because they already yeah. threw the bag at Jerick McKinnon. Yeah, they're they're probably going to go with McKinnon until it doesn't work anymore. Um. So, uh, another NFL offseason drama thing. Your New York Giants, or excuse me, your New York Football Giants. Uh, Thank you for getting that right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Gotta gotta use the formal name. Uh, Landon Collins. Some of you may have heard of him. He was an All Pro a couple years ago. Uh, he. He packed his bags, so it's looking like he's out of New York. Maybe we'll see what happens. Well, I forgot one. One of the New York Post writers said like that it was fake, and then like Collins' locker is like there's still stuff in it. Collins replies to that tweet by saying, "Oh, all that stuff that's in the locker, I don't need anymore." So uh, I think that's a pretty clear indicator to me. But um, well, here's the thing about that: we could franchise tag him. Um, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know what the Giants are thinking. Twitter overreacted to this, I believe, when it first came out. It's like, oh, the Giants are collapsing, blah, blah, blah. Realistically, I'm going to say this. Collins, I wouldn't throw the bag at Collins. He, he's not, he, he hasn't matched his 2016 season since he had it. Um... He's been decent. He's been a solid player, but the defense sucks with him on it anyway. It's like, we can't get much worse. Like, there's not much worse we can be doing. Even without Collins. Like, we're still a terrible defense. So, throwing the bag at him, I understand um, why we wouldn't do that. Uh, Not tagging him... Uh, I would tag him. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't tag him, but I don't know. Well, if the, um, if the sorry, you can you can continue. I was I was gonna say if the relationship is like with the team is that bad, uh, and he doesn't want to come back, then I I guess don't tag him. I don't know. You don't want a bell situation, especially with a player like Collins. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I would want to avoid. But um, a lot of people have been saying like Collins could be a top free agent on the market if he goes to the right defensive system. Um, I don't know how much I would agree with that. I think he's a 
I think he's probably, like, in terms of, like, players, I think he's an elite player, but towards the bottom part of the, what I would call an elite safety nowadays. Mostly because of his injury concerns, and uh, my buddy Rob, he asks questions on here occasionally, some of you might know. But, um, he was, like, saying, like, good riddance, things like that. He's really... I think he just doesn't care if Collins stays anymore. He's been saying, like, Collins, he goes for the big hits too often, and that's why he's always hurt. Uh, he doesn't know how to tackle properly, yeah. things like that. His coverage hasn't been good. But then he floated this yes, interesting idea. True. What if the what if a team brought him on, but they put him at linebacker instead of safety, something like what Dayon Buchanan does? I don't, know. I don't know if he's big enough. You don't know if he's linebacker. big enough? I don't know. Just he's still got to cover as a linebacker. I don't, I don't think he's ever played linebackers. So. Well, he's a strong safety, so like strong safety and linebackers, kind of similar things. You know, usually the strong safeties are a little bigger than free safeties. Usually they're well, better at stopping. Things like he's that. big enough, but I don't know. It would definitely have to be an adjustment he thing, definitely, but I some teams doing that. That's true. That It is true. He can't cover. That's, you know, that is true. I don't know. He just... I wouldn't throw the bag at him. I don't blame the Giants for not paying him if they, you know, if they don't have to and he doesn't want to be there. I, I guess just let him walk. I mean, you could tag him and trade him if you really wanted. Yeah, like you could sign to Josh Norman back in uh, 2015. <sighs> yeah, but I don't know because Norman's market was big back then. I don't know how big the market is for Collins. Well, yeah. Maybe also, some with the free agency home. market that's also going to have Earl Thomas on it, that's going to be kind of a tough one. I mean, you got E.T., you got the the, uh, the Titans safety, Vicario. Oh, Kenny Vicario, yeah. Yeah, he's very good, too. Yeah. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of elite safety talent. But, I mean, I would personally, I don't, either way, I'm, I'm okay with him, with how it goes either way. If he wants to come back, uh, on the on a tag, and he's okay with playing, and like he won't cause issues, then fine, yes. But if he's just gonna cause problems, then I guess he's got to let him go. Yeah, that makes sense. End, end of the day. Well, uh, with that, I think we've got. Uh, we're gonna talk about our last little NFL thing, and um, absolutely wild story that came out today. Frankly, I'm thankful we didn't record last night so we could talk about it this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely wild story. Robert Kraft. Um, how do I put this lightly? He um, went to a massage parlor in uh, Jupiter, Florida. And he... Um, well, apparently this massage parlor was under police investigation for uh, human trafficking. And, well, it had become apparent that uh, Mr. Kraft had paid the ladies at this salon parlor for um, some special services. Um, and his and uh, the Jupiter police have issued a warrant for his arrest. So, yeah. Any any uh, thoughts about that, Bryce? Um, I. It was um. It was actually shocking. It only came out a couple hours ago uh, when we were recording this. Um. <coughs> I, obviously, it was um the where he was going 
was uh, being looked at for trafficking. They said uh, the biggest names aren't even out yet, like Kraft. Yeah, like uh, it's and that's what's mind-boggling is that like Robert Kraft, one of the most well-known owners in the National Football League, isn't even the biggest name on that list. It makes you wonder who the hell else is on this list. I mean, you're thinking like you'd have to be thinking like high-tier professional athletes right now, politicians, and like high-end politicians too. You mean like Trump? You know, Trump. Trump's been to Jupiter quite a few times. You know, it's there's a very. I don't know how good of a chance I'd say that Trump's on that list because I feel like that news would have broken immediately in today's world. But uh. That is also true. Yeah, point. I mean, how wild would it be if we found out that the President of the United States was going to an Asian massage parlor just to get his dick rubbed? Um, probably not that wild. Actually, probably yeah, that's probably a good point. That probably isn't that wild. I just, I, it makes me um, about to, but back to craft. Oh, we're speculating a little too much on that part of that, but we are. um. This is just, I mean, this is a question of morals, man. This is like, because, like, if he was just, like, you know, prostitution and stuff like that, it's like, okay, like, that's just, that, I I, I don't want to say, it, like, prostitution happens, but, it, I mean, it does, obviously. I wouldn't get on him too much. I wouldn't slander him too much for just doing, you know, just paying for you know, sex. Yeah, no, and um, um, it should be said that Kraft has nothing to do with the human trafficking portion of this. Well, that's what's as far reported. as we know. I mean, um, and that's what it if looks he like. did, if he does, if he did know, I doubt. Here's what I'm gonna say: I doubt that he partook in the trafficking part of this. I'm gonna doubt he partook in that. Know about it? It's hard for me to think. Even if it was reported he didn't, that he didn't know that was going on, and that's kind of what makes me like, you know, kind of really even more disturbed about this story. That's it is very disturbing, but um, my whole reasoning for why he probably has nothing to do, I'd say there's a very good chance that he has nothing to do with the. Nothing, no, I'm not saying he had because... nothing to do. That's not that wasn't what I was saying. I, I was know, saying, I that's what saying he probably knew. Which is really, you know, to me is might even be worse for the situation. But well, my whole thing with this is that he's only being charged with a misdemeanor for soliciting a prostitute. So like, that's it's not like extreme. I know human trafficking carries a very big punishment, and it's definitely a felony charge. Obviously, a felony. Yeah. I'd be very concerned if it wasn't, but um, again, this is just, it, it looks like he was just caught wrong place, wrong time sort of thing. No, 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 definitely not that. That is not what I would say about that. Because he obviously... Well, obviously you know what he was doing. That's, that's what I mean. He's obviously there. Wrong place, wrong time is what happened to, like, Bayheim. All right, maybe I use, maybe I, I use that in the wrong... I, I, I There's one thing I meant... I just think he was like, he. All right, here's what I mean by that. He gets caught up in the raw. He gets caught up with this, and I think a lot of people are gonna pin the human trafficking portion on him because he's a high-profile person, a lot of money. 
if he were to want to do something like that, he'd have the financial capabilities to do that. That's what I meant. I think. I think a oh, lot of people are gonna like pin the that trafficking on him. thing. Yeah, I'm talking. I mean, about no, I think th- I think that's more on him because he because that business does that. That's kind of why. That's, that's also fair. Let's like. Like if you're going there, I mean, maybe I mean maybe he did know, maybe he did. I don't think he partook in it. I won't say that. Know about it? It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to think that he didn't. You know, it's hard for me to like somebody who obviously went there more than once was like didn't know that, that was going on. Um, it's hard for me to say that. Yeah. I don't know. Just tough. From it's just. It's just awful to hear stories like that. Yeah, that is. It's 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 definitely one of the crazier things I've heard of in recent. It, it's it's just crazy. That's all I can really say about it. Well, you wanna let's move on to our last thing. Yeah, we got know. our last little thing before questions or question rather. Uh, so Duke UNC was a very very hyped up game to be happening was it when was it was it god I completely forgot it it was Wednesday I think it was Wednesday night like the minimum like the cheapest tickets at one point were like two grand a pop and this is for a college basketball game mind you like I've I've paid less for courtside seats at an NBA game so just to put that into reference but um so, obviously, a lot of people are going to Duke UNC to see a generational talent in Zion Williamson. And, well, Zion, he has a shoe deal, which he can't make any money from yet. And he was wearing these shoes, these Nike shoes. And I think it was like, what, 30 seconds into the game or something like that? Yeah, it was like 33. 33 seconds into the game. His shoe falls apart, his leg starts spasming out, and it just looked very gruesome. But it doesn't look like it's been all that serious. It looks like he's going to make a recovery, which is thankfully... Which, thankfully, he's recovering. But, um... Obviously, that just raises into question... Should Zion even bother coming back to college basketball, or did he play his last game in the NCAA? Um, I say, unless he wants to play uh, in the March Madness tournament or ACC tournament, then no. Uh, there's no reason for him to come back in the regular <laughs> season in the slightest. Um, I mean, that's just really just it, like, the only the only thing I would see him coming back for is March Madness. Other than that, though, there's no reason. Yeah, that that's that's just got to be it, you know. Obviously, if he wants to win a national championship before he goes on to the NBA, then I guess he's gonna go and he'll come back for March Madness. But um, realistically, if I'm Zion, I'm probably just saying fuck it. As nice it would be to win March Madness, I want to make it into the NBA. Um. I don't know if this injury is going to have a huge impact on his draft stock, but uh, I would assume that he's still the number one overall pick as of right now. Oh yeah, it's because he's fine. He's going to make a recovery. He didn't. 
destroy his knee or anything. He's fine. Yeah. So, so as much as I'd want to win March Madness, if I'm Zion, I'm just saying, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to sit out until the NBA. March Madness isn't going to affect him being the number one pick or not. Exactly. So, so there's there's no so reason. The only reason the only reason he would come back is if he wants to play. That's really it. But if he doesn't want to, then he should. Yeah. But um, we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, this Zion injury has kind of brought... It has brought back the argument of paying the players. And we talked about paying the players at one point. I This was back early, early on in the show. But um, this makes a very good case for paying the players. And Bryce, you're pro-paying the players, right? Yeah, yeah, at least on their endorsement deals. Yeah, I'm all for players having their own endorsement deals. I don't think the NCAA itself should be paying the athletes because there's issues I think any, in terms of like... I, I, I'll say this. Any player that is being like nationally, like getting national attention, has a deals, stuff like that, they should be allowed to get paid. Yeah, definitely. That's how I see it. Like Zion should be getting paid by Nike... He should be getting paid by ESPN. He should be getting paid by you know, everyone that has a deal with him, really. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I see it. I And I think that they should be able to make money off their own talents. Because um, they're their talents. It's not owned by the NCAA. So I feel like the players should be allowed to... If they want to make some money off their talents, you know... Hey, maybe they're getting paid to do an autograph signing at a at some sporting goods store or something like that. I think they should be all allowed to do that. Um, there was this Oregon statewide receiver, Dockery, you might have heard of him. He uh, mm-hmm. he was making money off YouTube by like doing college football stuff. Just as like a side little thing, he was like a really, really good wide receiver. Um, he got kicked off the Oregon State football team because he was forced to choose between his main source of income in YouTube or playing college football so I think that's really shitty um, a lot of it's one of those things that the NCAA does it's a lot of things that they do that I just despise them as an organization yeah it's, it's really Absolutely. shitty I don't think we're ready to get into our question that we have ready to get into the question alright um, so we only got one question this week which is a little unfortunate so uh, if you're listening to this leave us some questions so we can talk about this on the pod. Um, comes from our good friend Reagan at Reagan W spelled out D O U B L E U on Twitter, and he asks, "Which uh, ML, which uh, player in spring training are you looking forward to seeing the most?" So this answer was this question was a very easy answer for me because it's it's Vladdy Jr. You know. Um, I don't know if he's going to play this offseason or he's going to play this regular season in the MLB. He might just be doing another season in the minors. But, I mean, you see him in the minor leagues. He's hitting moonshots. He's hitting him like 450 feet, things like that. So I cannot wait to see Vladdy Jr. in the majors. And I I think in spring training, he's going to hit uh, he's going to hit a few big ones this offseason or this, this spring training. I keep saying offseason. I don't know why. Oh, I won't go with Vlad. I mean, Vladdy Jr. is obvious. So I'll go with somebody else. Uh, I would say Francisco Mejia of the Padres. 
was a was a Cleveland Indian, but he got traded. Um, he's he's probably going to be one of the best catchers in baseball in the next couple of years. He's I don't know if he's going to play this year, but he'll probably be tearing up the minors this year for sure. Yeah, that he's going to be interesting to watch, and uh, definitely another player to watch out for there. So, yeah, not much else to say about that. Um, so I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for listening to episode twenty-eight of I'm Walking Here, seven months strong of this show. Thank you for listening all these seven months. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ENMQ6, spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, I T S B R I Z Z. If you want any IWH apparel, I actually just ordered mine the other night, so that should be coming in any day now. Mm. Uh, you can use the link in our Twitter bio, and you can use code IWH10 for 10% off your order. And I think that'll do it. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.